0: Hello, welcome to the Libro Cube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the lackadaisical Libro Cubicleist. Today is a very special episode in the sense that, uh, <laughs> okay, well, you know what? I'm going to be 100% Amish with you here. Uh, I normally record on a microphone that I purchased, but that is packed away for my trip to Niagara Falls Comic Con. So, I'm using a sort of gaming headset in order to record. Uh, I don't know if it sounds as good. Maybe it sounds better. Hey, maybe this will be the way to go from going forward. Although, I doubt it. Uh, I'm just too lazy to go up, you know, two flights of stairs, uh, unpack it, plug it in, repack it. It just reeks of effort. And as we say in the podcast, if work is hard... Don't do it. I have just realized. Speaking of work, work I haven't done is to uh, set up the timer for this episode. We're really dropping the ball on this one. Oh boy. See, now can you even hear that? I don't know. <sighs> this episode brought to you by the Letter Fuck It. <laughs> Monologue. Today's movie monologue sponsor is... Mockingjay Chimichangas. Mmm, delicious. The The combination of the two, so very good. If you're following along, and I hope you are, uh, this is not a normal episode, because I'm phoning it in by using this this phone. Oh boy. <laughs> I should really start from the beginning. But I'm not going to, because... Despite going off the rails, we don't edit. Movie the first, Hunger Games, colon, Mockingjay, other colon? No, Dash, Dash, part one. Yeah, why did they do that? Why did they take something that was one and build it into two? Oh, wait, I know why, to make money. Uh, This movie's fine. Uh, So far of the uh, quadrology, my least favorite, I would say. Uh, The thing about the Hunger Games series I am finding uh, is that the most exciting part of the series is the games. So when you take the most exciting part of the series and don't have it anymore, uh, you're going to lose some interest from people, I assume, because I am one of those people. Uh, The books, I think I felt it less than I have in the movies, that sort of sense of loss of the most exciting part. Uh, of it, Um, let me read the IMDA, Uh, Katniss Everdeen is in District 13 after she shatters the games forever, see, there you go, shatters the most exciting thing to happen in the series forever is done, Uh, under the leadership, uh, blah 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 blah, it gets a little political, which in my fantasy and sci-fi, this has come up more in Book Wednesdays, or, sorry, book banter than anything else. Uh, and that is the addition of politics to things, to me, makes it boring. Uh, uh, Star Wars, for example. I was just listening to a podcast where they were talking about how boring the political stuff from the the Star Wars movies is. And I will wholeheartedly agree with that. Uh, so rating-wise, uh, I'll go three, maybe less. Yeah, three, maybe less than three uh enjoyed while watching wouldn't watch again and maybe that's kind of sticking for this series as a whole uh the books are better books are better as per usual moving on to something that is much better deadpool yeah finally got my hands on this and boy howdy uh i was a little worried because i heard or i had heard absolutely nothing bad about this movie so uh, my hopes were high, and sometimes, when you go into a movie with high hopes, they are dashed. That did not happen. Uh, let me start off by saying 5 out of 5. This is an easy-for-me-to-say rating. Uh, this movie gives me hope for future... And I, I know I'm not alone in this fact. It gives me hope for future superhero movies. They started to feel a little stale, a little just like action-y for the sake of action-y. Whereas this has a little more, uh, a little darker... Which I like. Uh, What I like even more is the addition of humor Uh, in all things, just in life, period. So, why not in movies, even if it's an action movie? What are we doing for time here? All right. Uh, Moving on to uh, Where to Invade Next. Oh, uh, this is Michael Moore's uh, most recent flick, and definitely one of his best. uh rating wise i'll go five out of five for this as well really it was incredible the uh, i went in knowing nothing i thought it was going to be about wars and stuff basically what it is about is michael moore travels to countries around the world i think all in europe basically mostly uh and then takes their ideas that are working for those countries and says you know what we're invading and we're taking this idea back to the u.s that's the premise which uh, is something Adam Carolla quite often talk talk talks about. If there's a country that is doing well using ideas, why not take those ideas for yourself? It's a sort of base, logical sense. Um, it's never going to work. <laughs> uh, sadly, very, very sadly. Michael Moore probably saddened by the fact that <laughs> America seems doomed to repeat its... Uh, failures in areas outlined in this movie. So, uh, I don't know. If you are interested in things of that nature, you will like this movie. Moving on to Zoolander 2. Uh, this was really bad. It was a bad movie. Uh, the, the first movie, although not going to win any Oscars, was a fun film. Uh, this one, it's just... a. It, there was laughs, I will admit. But overall, I got to go like a 2 a two out of f- two overall S- some some high five out of five laughs even but two overall television talk today's television talk sponsor is the raymond holt school of poker faces Ooh, well, isn't that nice That may give you a hint on what we're talking about, which is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I am a bit of an idiot in the sense that I finished watching the three available seasons on Netflix. Should specify now Canadian Netflix which is a whole other thing. Mm, proxy's not working, for example. Anyways, uh, uh I finished it quite a while ago, like probably close to a month ago it feels like, but somehow I forgot to ever bring it back to the podcast, which is an idiotic thing to do on a podcast in which you talk about television shows you watch, watching 3 seasons and then not talking about them is silly. And not the good kind of silly, like the show is nice. Segway, wow. I uh, See, maybe that made up for the horrible train wreck of a beginning. Let's hope. Uh, Jake Peralta, an immature but talented NYPD detective in Brooklyn's 99th precinct, comes into immediate conflict with his new commanding officer, the serious and stern Captain Ray Holt, is what the imdb description of this show is which is fairly accurate i would say uh yeah so uh uh, uh peralta played by andy sandberg who i really haven't had that much exposure to over the years uh as i've said about snl before um watch the best of videos of snl that's all you really need uh the show itself hit or miss and more often miss for myself for my um uh, comedic funny bone tickling of. Okay. Uh it's got Terry Cruz who uh I've never like he's he's had roles before but never such a substantial role as he has in this. He's the sergeant. Um you've got a whole bunch of people. Uh, uh Chelsea Peretti's really good uh as she is in anything. I don't know what order they have the cast in on IMDB. Anyways uh basically it is a humorous cop show uh a la barney miller i don't know i haven't seen barney miller but i do have the dvds i just haven't even unsealed them or taken them out of their box question to you the audience if there is anyone listening to this this is a very specific venn diagram uh, you have to be three things. You have to be listening to the sound of my voice. You have to have seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine and have to have seen Barney Miller. If all three of those um, the facts fit you listening, uh, I will give you something. I don't know what yet. Uh, all you have to do is to either uh, email me to the address provided in the <laughs> excuse me, uh, closing credits or tweet at me. I am Jordan underscore Maywood. And there will be some sort of prize. Probably not a physical prize. But a prize nonetheless. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, This verges into something that I very much like. And that is a little bit of a television show called Police Squad. Which is what the uh, Naked Gun films were based on. With Leslie Nielsen. So... It's got sort of that quick, uh, anything-can-happen-at-any-moment vibe. Sort of like a family guy. Obviously, since it's not animated, they can't do it to the degree where someone will say something, and then maybe we'll flash to a separate scene. They do that a fair bit, but in live-action, that sort of thing is very, very complicated, I assume. So, although they do it a much, not as much as, say the aforementioned family guy, American Dad, things like that. Uh, Rating-wise, so uh, as I say, it's in its fourth season. I've watched the first three. I'd go overall a very, very solid 5 out of 5. There's almost no episodes that I would rate lower than a 5 out of 5. Consistently, many laughs generated in me. This This is the type of show that... Uh, I knew I would like from hearing uh, comedians on podcasts talk of, and uh, my. uh, It's verified. It's been verified by me now. Sure. Conan the Librarian. Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? Today's book banter sponsor is Critton Brand Beardwax. Thank you for that sponsorship. Wait, what is this? What is this? A double television talk? Yes. If you listened to last episode, and I goddamn hope you did, you will know that we had a double movie monologue for the reason that the book I'm reading of human bondage, kinky, uh, it's taken me a little while to get uh, through since uh, it's it's I wouldn't say it's a difficult read, but it's a it's a fairly long book, and when you become complacent with fantasy novel reads, sometimes reading a quote unquote classic novel uh, takes a little more chugging, a little more brain chugging than it would otherwise. So, uh, I've decided m- my actual plan originally was to do just another Just Tweets Day. But uh, I figured since I just finished another show, uh, I, I I double television talk at, hey, howdy boy. Uh, okay, so the show I have in question fits in well because it quite often hits a literary theme, kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of. I don't know if that makes sense. I'm looking. Yeah, William Shakespeare. Okay, so <laughs> that does make sense. I wasn't sure for a second. Uh, the show is called Great Minds with Dan Harmon. Uh, it is on the History Channel. Dan Harmon, you say? Is this the same Dan Harmon of the podcast Harmontown? Is this the same Dan Harmon, uh, creator of the television show community? Is this the same Dan Harmon who shares a birthday with my wife? Yes, to all of those things. Uh, yeah, he's got a show on uh, the History Channel. All the episodes are available on YouTube. I fucking love it when they do that. Um... the yeah it i, j- I just love it. it it makes it the easiest thing to do to catch up on something if it's uh something like that uh i will say the episodes are like 10 minutes 15 minutes long so i'm thinking this is sort of part of a late night uh block of shows of similar length sort of like a uh what was the late night uh, on at the animated program. Uh, I haven't watched TV TV in a while, so I don't remember. You know what I'm talking about, the the late night on the animated. Anyways, we're not here to talk about something that I can't remember what it is because that would be silly. What we're here to talk about is a show in which, in which Spencer Crittenden of the podcast has developed uh, the technology to uh, bring people from history into the present so Dan Harmon can interview them. Yes. Yes. Uh it's a little more technological and weird than that even. <laughs> but uh that's the sort of uh, basicness of it. Uh, uh people who have appeared so far uh were Sigmund Freud, Amelia Earhart, Betsy rost Edie mean William Shakespeare, uh, Mary uh Thomas Edison, Ernest Hemingway, and Beethoven. Now, uh, we could play a little game here. I should have done this a different way, but <laughs> I didn't. Uh, the people who played those were Nick Kroll, Kristen Schall, Sarah Silverman, Ron Funches, Thomas Middleditch, Aubrey Plaza, Jason Sudeikis, Scott Adsit, uh, Scott Adsit, Uh, and Jack Black. Wow. That is a cavalcade of comedic, uh, cornucopia of a cavalcade of a comedic, uh, another C word and not the one you're thinking of you dirty boy. Uh, yeah, really, really incredible. Uh, the, the the thing I'm virtually, uh, positive just after reading that list is that this show has got to be 90%, uh, improvised just because all of or at least the ones that i know all of are uh, heavy into improvisation which is a word apparently i have trouble saying uh i think if i had to say oof, sarah silverman was incredible uh what's my favorite one thomas Middleditch. i love in anything man they're all so good uh the show Easy 5 out of 5. Some fucking 6 out of 5 moments in this baby. Love it. Love Dan Harmon. Wish he was my dad. Goodbye. Game Gabin. Okay, today's Game Gabin sponsor is... Brains floating in a viscous fluid that are controlling Robots Incorporated. Thank you for that sponsorship. We are talking Fallout 4 specifically. Uh, Automatron and Far Harbor. Is it Auto Automatron? Automatron? <laughs> uh, you know what's funny? Uh, it's spelt the same, but sounds different. Automatron sounds like a matron who is automated. Or, Automatron sounds like a car that is also automated. I don't know. Uh, so these are the DLCs that are uh, so far exist for Fallout 4 that I have, in one case, played fairly fully in the 90th percentile, I am sure. And one, uh, have sort of dipped my toe in uh, up to the wrist. That doesn't make sense, but that's why I like it. Uh, okay, so let's talk about the one that I did... Uh, basically complete and that is automatron which has got to be what it is it's not automatron right Uh, let me read the uh, little description here on the wiki Uh, the mysterious mechanist has unleashed a horde of evil robots into the commonwealth including the devious robobrain Hunt them down and harvest their parts. Build and mod your own custom robot companions. Choose from hundreds of mods, mixing limbs, armor, abilities, and weapons. Like the all-new lightning chain gun. Even customize the paint schemes and choose their voices. Uh, so mine was pretty cool. Uh, the leg I had, I, I used, so it was like a rockets. It looks like a rocket. I forget what they call it. Um, so he's kind of floating there. Or she. Uh, and then for uh, uh, arm, I would have one was like a, a saw and the other was like a, a sniper laser. A sniper laser and a saw arm. What the break. Uh And it was kind of cool because as you kill more and more robots with your robots, you pick up parts from the killed robots that you can then integrate into your robot. Uh, and then there's a the whole story and stuff too, <laughs> which actually was, it wasn't bad. Um, it was fairly substantial, but not nearly as substantial as Far Harbor seems to be. Uh, in fact, this is according to Bethesda, I think I heard one of the biggest, uh, DLC add-on things that they've ever done. Uh, and I can verify that it's pretty goddamn big. Like it's a whole separate section uh, that's one thing I always, or have, I should say, had a complaint about before, is that, um, traveling between, uh, different areas, I, I suppose it's not easy to do, to integrate, but, uh, there's always a, 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 you have to sort of travel between. They never sort of meld into one another, where you could just sort of walk from one to the other. There's always that, that moment of, okay, I'm gonna go into this new section, push a button, wait a bit. Uh, Maybe one day we won't have that sort of system in place. Okay, let me read Far Harbor. Uh, A new case from Valentine's Detective Agency leads you on a search for a young woman and a secret colony of synths. Travel to the coast of Maine and the mysterious island of Far Harbor. (laughs) You know what, question there. Excuse me, does that actually exist, Far Harbor? Uh, Okay, anyways, uh, so there's lots of radiation... There's lots of uh, marshy areas where uh, the radiation has caused crazy uh, giant salamanders and crabs and things that you would find in a swamp. Oh, you know what? I just realized, and if this never happens, which I kind of don't think it will, they really dropped the ball, is there not going to be a goddamn giant mutated alligator or creature of some sort? I kind of don't think there is. From all uh, footage reviews or whatever or personal wandering so far i haven't seen any giant alligator creatures which feels like a bit of a jaw, jo- a ball drop a little bit of a ball drop now the giant salamanders are cool i will admit and they are uh, fun to explode with your various weapons uh lately my oh well we're out of time anyways uh, there'll be more fallout 4 talk just fyi Internet Intercourse. I like turtles. Today's internet intercourse sponsor is PewDiePie brand jump scare heart medication. Item the first. GameSpot's twenty year anniversary. Holy shit, that makes me feel old. I will admit it. Uh so GameSpot is a website, or at least that's how it started. Uh, and still is to some degree, that I first found, geez, so if it was 20, I would have been 15. Yeah, you know what? I I was probably on the first year or so, if my math is correct, and it rarely is. Uh, So this is something that has been in my life for a long time. The way I used to describe it to people, uh, and the way I used to consider it more so than I do now, maybe, is uh, before I ever bought a video game, I would go on GameSpot uh, and then look at reviews and read reviews and see what it was about, because I like to be a conscientious uh, coin-a-sewer of coin-ops, no, of video games. So, uh, unless it was a game like, say, uh, Fallout or a a Zelda game where I had played previous games and knew that there was basically no way I wouldn't like it, I would always go on this before uh, purchasing. So that's how it sort of came into my life. Uh, Over the years, though, it sort of transformed into where I get and this is even a somewhat recent in the last maybe year or two, uh, where I get basically all, for the most part, of my video game-related news and videos and and cool behind-the-scenes things and just such a wide range of cool shit that they put out. And although it's usually, you know, 99% video game-related, they do delve into other areas. Uh, they do talk about, like, for example, Lucy James... Just did a thing about uh, what if Napoleon had uh, at his disposal, like, orcs from World of Warcraft. Uh, how his battles might have differed. Things like that. that. That, that although it didn't... No, no, it was really good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it, it, they've done better things. This, this was very good. It's that sort of thing that is a reason that I keep coming back for more and watch, like, probably dozens... They post so, so much. They post an incredible amount of shit on their YouTube channel. Uh, I don't watch every single thing because that would take me forever. (laughs) But I watch probably, of the things they post in the week, dozens of things. Just because, uh, just incredible stuff. I recommend you follow them on YouTube and check out their site. Because their site's still amazing. Best resource for video game related stuff just in general. Uh, Happy 20th okay let's move on to uh geek and sundry let's play job simulator geek and sundry colon let's play colon job simulator no colon uh yeah so they got their hand on this as many people seem to have done uh it is a vr virtual reality game uh in which you basically there's like you're in a kitchen uh what's the other ones you're in a garage you're in just an office (laughs) which is what i am at actual work so would i have enjoyment in a virtual reality office after working in a real office all day seemingly from the footage i've seen of people playing this virtual reality quote-unquote game i would have fun so uh it was fun to see uh felicia and uh ryan play and play in quotes because it's work play play work work play uh okay so uh pewdiepie playing scary vr and uh okay so that's all i wrote pewdiepie playing scary vr uh i think out of most people pewdiepie and normal difficulty are the two so far that i have seen uh grown men who i like to watch have the bejesus scared out of them uh mostly for the reason that uh when i play scary games i kind of don't like it <laughs> like i have to turn it off it just gets my heart pumping my hands sweating and it makes me generally uncomfortable so i don't like it but i do like watching other people have that same experience which is fairly uh, not nice speaking of not nice uh, Watch Mojo, Comic Book Origins, Psylocke and the Preacher. Oh, what does that have to do with not being nice? Well, I guess Psylocke's not so nice. She's one of the bad guys, or bad girls, more accurately. Uh, yeah, so uh, we're out of time. <laughs> okay, well, uh, you know what they say about being out of time. It's nice to be nice to the nice. And done. <laughs> I like Ron this is the end of the show a sincere thank you for listening time to plug some things and I do not mean buts. you can like us on Facebook you can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter you can subscribe and comment on iTunes lastly if you would like to contact the podcast you can email maywood at gmail.com I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory I've got a theory that it's a demon a dancing demon something isn't right there I've got a theory The best is yet to come and babe won't it be fine You think you've seen the sun but you ain't seen it shine